It's time for JT the Brick. But I'm a sports talk host. I talk about multiple topics. Vegas, baby, Vegas. Bill Foley gets what I do. And Mark Davis gets what I do. I bring passion and energy for every second I'm on the radio. We're going big today. You, the Raider Nation, have an opinion. Sound off like you got a pair. I can't get you much more than that. JT the Brick. So let me repeat that again. The Jelly Ellis era of this team is coming to an end. We need guys who are faster, in better shape, who can attack the football. Man, I never envisioned you'd be sitting next to me as that ridiculously obnoxious, aggressive openings play. He gets what I do. Genius! We want you to win. You can help my life by winning and making my life better. We've lost that sense from a pocket of fans. You got that? I think you all get that. And now, I love it. Here's JT the Brick. Well, maybe not, but JT will be back tomorrow. Doug Douglas here with Greg Salerno and, of course, Bobby working behind the scenes, making sure, well, I'd say that we sound good, but it still is just uh, just us. Greg, I, the Greg and Doug show. I tell you what sounds good is that thrash metal coming back. I like that a lot. It does. That, that gets you pumping. That's, yeah, a, that's, that's what gets JT going. Now, here's the exciting thing. JT will be back tomorrow. And the rest of the week, and I, I know I really like what he's got planned for tomorrow. If you follow him on Twitter, he's doing the Raiders all-time team. St- I'm not, Bobby's having some fun with that, trying to get all the stuff. But starters at every position and reserves. And uh, I know starting tomorrow, boy, if you follow him on Twitter, reply back to him there, call in, do what you got to do to get your picks in there. We might touch upon just a few positions here later on this hour I know your big show, Greg, is coming up today at 2 over on ESPN Radio, the arena right after every this. Wednesday. Yeah, so we will be running from here to there. Yes. Oh, so good thing is. I'm in good thing I'm in great shape. <laughs> we may have to we may have to leave here early. Have I have I, I told you that recently I haven't been able to feel my feet? <laughs> you mean feel them like with your hands cuz you can't bend over <laughs> well, or that, feel them that or like you know when your feet fall asleep and you get pins and needles? Yes. They feel like that all the time. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> maybe that maybe we'll discuss that later. I this might be hour. back with one less foot next but week. There you go. Yeah, we'll just keep losing body parts. Um, I will say this: we do have Tyler Bischoff coming up right around twelve twenty. Of course, the NBA Summer League starts this week. Such a cool thing to have in Vegas. It really man. is. I remember when that thing first came here. And I think it was uh boy, maybe not the first year. In fact, I don't think it was the first year, but I remember like Greg Oden and Durant were here. Yeah. And it was just, it was fun. And then you'd see players just going on that. We'll touch upon that more at 1220 with Tyler Bischoff. But you'd see players like uh, Cleves, who used to play at Michigan State. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, a couple years later, he's playing. But you knew him. And you're like, I mean, he was a good player back in the day for the Spartans. And you're like, wow, this really is fun. And it's, I. I remember Lonzo Ball having a big uh, summer over there one year uh, back when we when we had it. it was, it's, it's it's really cool. It's awesome. You see, like these guys come out of college, you don't know if they're going to be good or not. Yeah. And then you see a guy explode during the summer, and you're like, oh wow, this guy's going to be awesome, and it's just a fun to watch. I don't think a lot of people even know it's here. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it's known, which but is not weird enough. because it's been years and years. I agree. Yeah. And of course, it's over at the Cox Pavilion on the campus of uh, UNLV. They play some at Thomas and Max. Some at Cox Pavilion. I think. Don't quote me on this, but I think I saw that the first day is sold out because a certain uh, draft pick from San Antonio will be playing that day. But we'll get more into that with Tyler Bischoff at 1220. Then uh, my friend and former co-host, in a way, uh, 
Josh Towers, former MLB player. Of course, he played with, uh, was drafted by the Baltimore Orioles, played with the Toronto Blue Jays. He'll come at a, on at one to talk some about uh, that. Just, I, I want to pick his brains a little bit about the rules, being a former major league player, yeah. what he thinks of them. But also, he and I, we started to get into it on the phone when I said, boy, these standings. And he started, I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Let's, let's save it for the air because he had some different well, thoughts than what you and I discussed last time we were on the show. And we also, uh, later on another show, we're going to be talking about human error and sports and stuff like that. I wonder what players think about that. I've always been curious That's because, you yeah. know, do they feel like, oh, man, come on, just let it go? Or do they feel like it should be, you know, scrutinized more? Yeah. So we'll have Josh at one. And then we'll definitely get into a whole bunch of Raiders talk as Eddie Pascal will be hosting. We'll play. It was kind of a shorter one, but we'll play upon further review Right around 1.30, so that'll be pure Raiders talk coming up at that time. So that kind of sets the scene. But it is that time of year, Greg. Um, I, I always thought the dog days of summer were more August, but let's be honest. There are now so many channels of TV and of radio. Mm-hmm. And when it's football season... I mean, let's be honest. What's going over right now at Raiders headquarters? Not much. I mean, it'll all start. Right. It'll all they taking a little downtime. It's gonna fire up here soon, but it's not gonna, right now. Yeah. Right. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be long, and that's the great thing about it. You know, the countdown has already begun to the first preseason game as they'll host the 49ers in August. I know. I'm already looking forward to that, but I am flabbergasted when I turn on because you know I, I got the sports package. I've got a billion sports channels. Some of the things that I see that are sports or not sports. Oh, yeah, I, I know. I, during COVID, now that was, uh, you know, when it first started and everything and things, I remember seeing Frisbee golf on ESPN. <laughs> I know. That actually took off, though. And you know what? I must admit, maybe it was because there was nothing else on. I was kind of, I was like, because it was in the woods. It was like right. someplace in West Virginia. I was like. That's pretty amazing. Man, I played it for like, because I have a, a friend who's, you know, her fiance was really into it somehow. You got to, I don't know, maybe we watched it during the pandemic too. And I played a few rounds or whatever holes of it. I don't know yeah. what you call it, but it was actually pretty fun. It's Sunset Park has a, a very nice. Uh, yeah. There's one not far from here too off, off Durango. It's not that, that's actually, it's kind of down by Mountain's Edge, but yeah, it's not that far. Now, let me ask you this because uh, when I first got into it years ago, because, you know, with the wife and the uh, small kid, we thought, you know, that's pretty good exercise, too. Mm. I mean, for a small kid. Sure. When you buy a set, you have different size Frisbees. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You have, and I didn't know that either. So, you know, we were just going out playing Frisbee. So it's like clubs? Yes. It's like clubs. (laughs) They've got the one that you're supposed to putt. Yeah. Because in theory, you're supposed to get it in the basket. So the small one is a putt? I forget. I got to be. Oh, I think wow. so. And then the one's the driver. And then I was like, oh, oh, come on. See, we were just goofing around. I'm really keeping score, so I don't know. But well, you tell your fun. friend who's into it that I he's need not ask. really yeah. into it. Yeah. Now you know what you can get them. I know you love to buy things off of the internet. Yeah, so. that's true. I do order everything off Amazon. <laughs> yes. You've given me 7,000 presents I don't want, <laughs> even though a few of them I have enjoyed. Hey, I man, admit. I got you something nice once. You did. Well, you know, many times I've gotten you something nice never. But <laughs> That's true. I will say that kind of brought me in to it. Now, I love horse racing, so horse racing has been going on. I mean, horse racing, if you have a – it used to be called TVG. I think now it's called Fan Duel or something. I don't know. They bought them out. But, I mean, horse racing is on basically 24-7. My friend and I, we say sometimes call it all-night Asia, and we'll be betting on horse races yeah. uh, really late into the night. And, of course, they run the opposite way in certain parts sure. of the world. And it's just great. I horse racing bothers me. 
I feel bad for the horses. Nah, I don't blame you. I'm kind of a weirdo about animals. I mean, not a weirdo, but I like animals a lot. They wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for the horses. Well, it's like, let's put it this way. If like four or five dudes died doing 100 meters, they would get rid of the sport, you know? It happens on every track every year with horses dying all over the place, and I just feel bad. Yeah, you know what? I... I, I can't even defend it because <laughs> you're right there. But, I, but Not I to put a damper that, on it or anything. But, you know. but then, here, here's where I started to get my blood started to boil because it was still hockey season. There was still NBA basketball on. And I turn on ESPN, <laughs> and I see cornhole on TV. And I'm yeah, like, that's, come what, on. what is going on here? And yeah, they make a big deal out of it. Well, you know, they do that with darts. They do that with horseshoes. At least, at least darts has more of a history. But still, yeah, yeah. darts, you know, horseshoes. Those are, those are games. You I, know what I mean? I agree 100%. But this is what happens. You remember the comedian Gallagher? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I hated him so much. But he used to be on TV all the time. Yeah. I believe on the USA Network. And it was one of those things then. If I go across and all of a sudden Gallagher was on, I'd watch it because I despised it so much. <laughs> so it's become right. with cornhole because, first of all, you know, I played cornhole many times out at uh, sure out at a tailgate at a Raiders game. It's fun. I don't consider myself playing a but sport you also when I'm take doing a while. it. Yeah, you usually have a drink in one hand yeah, exactly. and a beanbag in the other. Anything or... I can do while I'm drinking Jack Daniels right. is not a sport to me. Yeah, yeah bowling, bowling is starting to get a little yeah, iffy there, right, too. Yeah. But – then I started watching. They're firing them off. They're doing things. They're making the. <laughs> well, they take it seriously too. I saw two guys almost getting a fight over it. They're yeah. like, they're like serious. I'm starting to think I don't hate it. I mean, is that just terrible? I mean, I don't know. I know once football season starts, you know what it is? Is they they there's all so like you said, there's so many channels now. You know, there's every kind of programming. Every network has a sports network, and then they used to have five of those networks. So you got to fill it up with something. I mean, they're gonna be playing quarters on there soon, you know, and different things and whatever. Whatever they can think of is gonna be on there eventually. But I think, uh, yeah, those are mostly games to me. You know. Well, and then of course yesterday, and I know this is one of your topics coming up on the arena at two o'clock on ESPN Las Vegas. You know, competitive eating. I'm one of those people. I, I just I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch people shove food down their mouth. Whatever. I mean, that doesn't mean that it can't be on. I'm not one of those people. You can do what you want. But I mean, talk about you talk about horse racing, and I can see your point. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. Joey Chestnut, they showed the amount of calories. He ate over sixty hot dogs in a short <laughs> amount of time. I know. And I know you you can purge, but there's a time sure. that you can't also I mean what, what Wait a minute! Doing? You're allowed to purge? I think after like uh, half an hour or something. Oh, I didn't know and that. Then you have to keep it in that long, and then oh, wow. then you're on your own. I mean, I'm not saying that you're doing it. Oh, so you I'm mean saying, after it's over, they monitor you to make sure for you don't X purge amount for of time? Enough. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't imagine being that person. Yeah, but that makes it even kind of worse. Imagine you're a dude with no food, and you're just like laying around, and you're like, oh, man, I uh, really wish I had some food. And you wander into an eating competition. The guy just eats 5,000 hot dogs he doesn't even need and then throws them up afterwards. I mean, that's – Yeah, it's – there you go. So I guess – Horse racing and uh, competitive eating, I'm guessing. All of a sudden, I'm like Mother Teresa today. I don't know what am I doing. (laughs) Well, but is there anything that is kind of – I don't know. Like I said, I the frisbee golf kind of, I could see that. Oh, here's the one. Now other imagine one. you're a frisbee though, and you're getting thrown that hard. There and you like go. It hurts oh every gosh. time you hit the net. This and, guy, this guy. All right, I'm sorry. How about uh, yesterday? I saw live or not live, but maybe, but from Orange County. I believe this was on maybe Fox Sports or something. Now pickleball, pickleball tournaments. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I hear about it all the time. Oh, you got to stay I out of the kitchen. Got to stay out of the kitchen. Pickleball is basically miniature tennis. Is that what it is? Yeah, and it was named because their dog. The people who invented it 
I hope they trademarked it. Isn't miniature tennis ping pong? That's super miniature tennis. Oh, it's like smaller than that even? No, no, no. (laughs) Super miniature tennis is ping pong. This is miniature. Oh, okay. So this is bigger than ping pong. This is for people who you might actually like it. You don't have to run around as much. Yeah, that sounds great. It's you know, well, I mean, if you're playing, do you have tennis, to feel your feet to play this? I'm not sure. Well, we'll we'll figure that out. <laughs> Hopefully, Greg will be back for the next segment with Tyler Bischoff. We'll be talking more NBA coming up there. But you do have to, you know, move around a little bit. It's almost like if I say volley in tennis, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you're up of course. In the net. Yeah, so it's kind of like volleying. It's just like permanent volleying, even though they do. Let I gotta the ball check hit. this out. I, I honestly had no idea what this was. If you go how. if you go to parks, look at a tennis court. Yeah. I would say almost every tennis court, not everyone, but almost every tennis court in a public park here in Henderson and Las Vegas have now have separate lines. You'll see lines where a traditional tennis court would so be. So it's the same court, it's just Shrunk condensed. Oh, right. Wow. Interesting. So it's big with the uh, senior community. I was going to say fat people and seniors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because also with tennis, you know, you hit a ball and it's way over there. You got to go run right. over here. Who wants here, to go do that? It's, it's kind of contained. Yeah. All right. Kind of like racquetball, but outside. Yeah, I'll give you that. You're yeah. not hitting against the wall. You're going up against other people. All right. Well, but if if you ever want to be knowledgeable with pickleball, just say, hey, man, you got to stay out of the kitchen. What the is kitchen. that? What is it? What does the that mean? The kitchen's like the little area right, right on either side. Of oh, the is net. that illegal? Yeah, you can't be, you can't be uh, in the kitchen. I guess. I mean, All right. I like that. If I ever play, I'm going to use that now. There you go. Hey, so, get out of the kitchen, man. There you go. Yeah, I'm telling you, right? people instantly look at you and go, this guy, this guy knows about pickleball. Bobby's looking at me like I'm smart now. Well, sure. Yeah, see? <laughs> Bobby looks, Bobby's like, oh my gosh, these guys. <laughs> When's JT back? JT is back tomorrow. <laughs> Tons of Raider talk starting tomorrow. So nothing else that you can think of? I mean, I was just trying to... You're talking about sports like yeah, that? Yeah, sports oh. that you see that you I'll tell you like, what, me and my dad invented a sport when we were kids, and I actually saw somebody playing it on YouTube. What? It's crazy. It's called balloon ball. So it's kind of like racquetball, but you inflate a balloon, you hit it against the wall, and it's just like racquetball, but the ball can't touch the ground, the balloon. Are you using a racket or your hand? No, just your hand. And it was really fun. We made it up because my dad used to play, you know, one of those East Coast racquetball things. You go the... Whatever they call one when you hit with your hand... I think they call that handball. Handball, maybe, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they really went all out on the name. Yeah, yeah. So my dad used to play handball, and then when he came home, I wanted to play because I was a little kid, you know, so we used to play against the wall with a balloon. And it's actually really fun because the balloon comes down so slow, you could like, dive and, like, save it, but then, like, hit it off the wall the other way. And it's so weird. All these years later, like 20-something, 30 years later, I saw a guy playing it on YouTube with his kids. So I don't know if it uh, how many, happened. How many views did it have? I don't know, but way too many because I invented it. So I should go out and uh, tell them, I guess. I, I will know. say YouTube, and I know Bobby, Bobby sends me clips of music and things all the time. YouTube's amazing. Oh, it is. I, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things on the internet I absolutely Dude, hate. I pay for YouTube premium. That's how much I like YouTube. Oh, you guys both do? Yeah. yeah. See, I don't, so I still get the commercials. It's an amazing resource, man. No commercials ever. You're just how much does it on cost? The fly. Uh, I think it went up a little bit. I think mine is now fifteen ninety nine. A but month? It's still, yeah. Okay. But still worth it for what I use it for, I, I think. Isn't the NFL Red Zone soon going to be on? Uh... I think that's YouTube TV, though. That's different. Oh. Oh, it's YouTube TV. Yeah, there's two different things. Yes, yeah. I mean, regular YouTube, I think it's like eleven ninety nine. You can get it with no commercials, which is really cool if you got like a three-hour Grateful Dead concert, by the way. You don't want to get interrupted every 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, okay. As far as YouTube TV goes... That's the one that has the red zone, pa- the NFL package. Right, right. I think at, at this point it's like two twenty nine or something. 
Maybe. For yeah, a full I'm not, year? I'm yeah. not 100% oh, okay. sure. It's, it's, like, it's some ridiculous amount. Yeah. But the, YouTube, the cool thing about YouTube Premiums, I used to use it on air because there's no commercial. So if I think of a sound or a voice or something I want to play real fast, I wouldn't have to go looking for uh, it. I just go find it on YouTube, boop, boop, and then play it. Yeah. I do that with the rate of, pot, with the, uh, rate of press conferences yeah. all the time. There you go. Well, there we go. Yeah. If you're listening to JT The Brick Show today, you have learned something. YouTube Premium. You can pay me if you like, by At the way. At least I have. There you go. <laughs> all right. I'll tell you what, we got Tyler Bischoff coming up here in a few. We'll get Tyler, into the NBA. My nemesis. But I will say this before we go. I will be going, how about this? I'll be going to a Katy Perry concert at Resorts World. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. My how wife close said, are the seats? I have no idea. Oh. I don't know. I was going to say, because, uh, you know, in the industry, they call these cans. Right. These headphones. <laughs> in, in a different industry. Yeah, in a different, different industry, you, gotta have a, you have to have, like, some uh, binoculars or something. Bobby knows what kind of music I like. It is more Iron Maiden, Juice Priest, et cetera, et cetera. But I will go see any show, and my wife somehow got tickets for free. That's at Resorts World, which I love. And, by the way, now that just goes right into, did you know that it, they're introducing the brand-new Golden Monkey Tiki Lounge at Resorts World? So I... I already told my wife last time I was here, I go, we are going to Anything that. tiki, I'm in, dude. Yeah. I love those kind of drinks. I agree. It's the ultimate tropical getaway. Enjoy yes. the delicious island-inspired cocktails and soak up the lively atmosphere. Local special, buy one, get one free every night from 8 p.m. to midnight. I will be there. Wow. Check out the new Golden Monkey Tiki Lounge and experience the ultimate tropical getaway. Located near the Hilton Lobby. Also, be sure to download the Resort World Las Vegas Sports betting app to place your bets anywhere in Nevada. Tyler Bischoff coming in up next, talking NBA Summer League. With the first pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama from Nantar, France. That's right, NBA center stage here in Las Vegas, even though we currently don't have an NBA team. JT will be back tomorrow. Until then, you've got Doug Douglas. I'll go by that today. Greg Salerno, and when I think NBA... This guy has always amazed me with his knowledge on college basketball and the NBA. Oh, thanks, Doug. And we'll turn uh, – actually, you actually know a ton too. But no, I was talking so. about Tyler Bischoff from, of course, the Press Box over on ESPN Las Vegas. You can listen to Tyler 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Tyler, thanks for coming on. You can also hear me on a replay of the arena with Greg Salerno uh, <laughs> from last week. I think everybody should tune into that. You, you know what? That's a great point because now the arena coming up and this week's guest is Q, so that's that's kind of hey, weird, the magic of radio. One, hot one today. But I will say this. You know what? Before we get to Summer League, last week one of the topics on the arena was will Dame leave? And I thought you were both saying we both probably said no. not. Now it looks like it is. So before we get in any summer league, not to say that you guys are both, I respect your knowledge so much. And, you know, that's kind of uh, touch and go. We'll see what happens. But what do you think of the latest developments up in Portland with Dame? Well, he hasn't left yet, so neither oh. one of them is wrong. Yeah, that's a good point, anyway. I guess. You're technically I, correct to go back in time. Yeah, so... With Damian Lillard, he probably should have asked out of Portland a long time ago, but he decided to sign a big long-term four-year deal, which means he's got – it's three years and a player option, but he's got three, maybe four years on his current contract, which 
in the NBA, it's all about player empowerment. Or players can pick, you know, when they want to be traded, and a lot of times can dictate where they go. But when you have four years left, it makes it a lot easier to trade him to a team that he's not willing to go to because, you know, if it's Boston, who maybe Lillard doesn't want to play in Boston, if they end up trading him to Boston, uh, what's he going to do? Sit out for three seasons? He's not going to do that. So he's kind of in a bad spot in terms of dictating where he goes, but ultimately I think he's going to get traded. It's just a matter of when and when Portland gets what they want because the other key for the Blazers, yeah, Damian Lillard asked for a trade, but you don't have to trade him right now. Hell, they could take this to the trade deadline. Like They could wait until end of the season to actually move him if they don't get an offer that they actually like. Tyler, out of the big three teams that have been mentioned the most, one, he doesn't want to go to Boston, but Sixers, Boston, Miami, what do you think is the best fit um, for both teams, I mean, for the trading team and for Dame? Probably the Sixers because they they really need a guard to pair with Joel Embiid, and they might need a player better than Joel Embiid to actually win a championship. Like, the Sixers haven't been out of the second round with Embiid, which is maybe not fair to put entirely on one player, but that's what we do in the NBA. Right. So probably the Sixers, he would work in, in Boston, and he, I mean, Damian Lillard's going to work just about anywhere you put him. Miami's interesting to me because I think he and Bam Adebayo would fit really well, but I'm really curious what happens to Jimmy Butler if Damian Lillard's there because if Lillard's there, you want the ball in his hands, not Jimmy Butler's. So what is Jimmy Butler on offense? And, yeah, you have more than two guys that handle the ball and more than two guys that create shots. It's a good thing, but, like, when Lillard has the ball, are you going to have a guy that shoots, what, 30% from three, spacing the floor in Jimmy Butler? I think the fit with that Abayo works. I'm just really curious what happens if he ends up in Miami, what happens with Jimmy Butler there, because that would seem to be a little bit redundancy in terms of who you want to have the ball in their hands. Right, we're talking to Tyler Bischoff, Press Box on ESPN Las Vegas. Going to hear them from 7 to 10 Monday through Friday. You can also uh, hear the replay of the arena, like he said, where he defeated me in the very first show. I'm now 0-1 on it, but that's that's okay. Uh, Tyler, also talking about Summer League, obviously we have Summer League here in Las Vegas. Um, Doug and I were talking about, I don't know if enough people even know that it's here. It's such an amazing thing that we got going on. Um, I wanted to know, you know, we always talk about the Wembys and the guys, the Brandon Millers and stuff. Who's somebody that maybe wasn't in the lottery or somebody who isn't the top of the draft that might surprise some people in the summer league? Am I allowed to go to last year's lottery with Chet Holmgren? <laughs> sure, yeah. Because he he's the player that is, I mean, not forgotten. He was the number two pick. But Chet Holmgren gets taken second overall. Chet Holmgren doesn't play all of last season because of a foot injury. He actually played in the summer league game and. Salt Lake City was at yesterday, I think, and had a decent performance. Had a nice two-handed block, which is always fun. But yeah. the fascinating part about Chet Holmgren is he, he's basically the same type of prospect. Not as good or not at least as hyped, but he's the same type of prospect as Victor Wimbanyama, right? He's really tall, sure. incredible wingspan, but also really skinny. And the main question is how's his body going to hold up? How much, how much can he handle the physicality of the NBA? But he's basically the same type of prospect and if he's really good, I, I'm excited to see what the Oklahoma City Thunder are because they have Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who is a superstar-level player, and they've got a lot of really nice role players, uh, mainly with Josh Giddy and Lou Dort. If Chet Holmgren is really good, the Thunder are going to be a legitimately good team in the West. They're not going to be good enough to win a title this season, 
But I'm I'm really curious to see Chet Holmgren how his body holds up and how how much of an impact player he can actually be because the key there he's not going to when they get into the actual regular season he's not going to have to create offense they have Shea Gilgis Alexander and Josh Giddy who do that he might be really really good and Oklahoma City we could be looking at hey are they a three four type of seed in the West and again probably won't be good enough to win a title but. They'll be good enough to be a legitimate team in the West and make some noise in the playoffs. Uh, real quick, before we go back to Doug, do, do you think that uh, they put any stock in the reports that he's put on, like 20, 21 pounds, whatever it is? You think that, I mean, obviously it's a good thing. He's a very wiry guy, but it seems like an awful lot of weight to gain in one offseason. I mean, I think you'd take it if for both Chet Holmgren or Victor Wembenyama anytime. It's like, yeah, right. they put on 20 pounds. I think for those two guys, not big of a concern. It's not like Zion Williamson, if all of a sudden you heard he added 20 more pounds, then you'd be really <laughs> But for those two, right. perfectly fine. It all depends. It's all a matter of perspective. Let me say this, Tyler. Of course, the NBA Summer League tips off here on Friday, and they're played over at the Cox Pavilion and the Thomas & Mack. One thing that I really liked, and I forget if it was two or three years ago, or maybe you can correct me, when they started to make it, I know these games in theory don't mean anything, and for the first few years they didn't, but now they do crown a champion, and that to me just makes it that much more exciting. Do you think that's something that is added to the Summer League? As long as the good players still play in it, uh, if we, you know, like Victor Wembanyama, one of the main questions is how much is he going to play? He's supposed to play in the opener on Friday night, which is good, but is he going to keep playing? We don't know. Do I care about watching the rest of the Spurs Summer League roster in a championship game if he's not playing? Not really, but for example, if like the Blazers, if they make a run through the tournament portion of the Summer League and Scoot Henderson's playing in the championship game, absolutely. So it's just really a matter of who's playing and how serious they take it. The, The real question to ask there is of the actual teams and players and coaches, do they want to keep playing into the championship? Because a lot of times there will be guys here that are like, yeah, we, we've played enough summer league. We can get knocked out in the quarterfinals. We don't need to keep going. And then there's some teams that are actually motivated to do it. I think it was the Kings eh, four or five years ago when Ben McLemore was in his rookie season. They went and won it. And they were actually excited to win something, even if it was just the summer league. So a matter of motivation, but it can be fun, especially if we end up with, say, Scoot Henderson playing in it. Well, and I think that's, to me, and that's the tough thing about, you know, let's go to NFL for a minute, NFL exhibition season. There are coaches that actually want to, you know, not only be competitive, but win those games. They want to start that winning culture, and then there are coaches that don't care about it. When teams want to win, and I'm not saying, especially in NFL, you don't put players at risk, you know, in yeah, an exhibition season of, of certain players. But still, it makes it the purpose of sports is to entertain fans, maybe not exhibition matches, even though, you know, they still, you're paying your money, you're doing all that kind of stuff. But it, just even if it's a mythical championship, if, if I have in the back of my mind that they're actually trying to do something and, you know, this team will qualify, oh, this team will move on if they win or nothing. I don't know. To me, that just makes the whole thing even more enjoyable to watch. You know who was undefeated in the NFL preseason last year, right? Yes, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite aware, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Raiders could have been crowned preseason champs. Hey, yeah. you know what? But I, it doesn't matter because I still think, or it does matter to me, that they won those games because Wall maybe did not obviously pan out, as I think I'm the only Raider fan here talking right now. Hey, I like Las Vegas. I'm a Raiders there fan. There you go. But <laughs> it's still, I think, especially coming off 
you know, if you're the Super Bowl champion or you're a perennial playoff team, whether it's in the NBA or the NFL, I think you're trying to establish a culture on some of these teams that haven't been there for a while. And I think that does help establish a culture. Now, maybe it won't work because it's still, you know, it's still a lot of other factors going in, injuries and et cetera, et cetera, talent. But still, I think establishing that culture, whether it's the San Antonio Spurs, didn't they win a couple of years ago with Becky uh, Hammond was the uh, yeah, coach? They did. You know, it establishes something and it can make stars out of people, whether it's NBA, you know, whatever, NFL, that maybe, you know, even if it's just stars for a week, at least, you know, they get their shot and, you know, it's, it, it's entertaining. It kind of opens you up for a ridicule, though. Like, it, it can. You know, it's like, oh, you're preseason champs, huh? Cool. Uh, any, know, but... Anything can open you up for ridicule. <laughs> That's true. Speaking of ridicule, King, let's, we're speaking Kings with Tyler Bischoff. Yeah. The Kings wrote a summer league championship, and then all of a sudden, like, it took them five years, but they got a top <laughs> See? in the West. That's called momentum, Tyler. That's called momentum. <laughs> Come on. You got to love it. All right, what team let's let's you talked about, you know, Portland and things like that. What are some teams that you think give me your top 4 teams and I realize we don't know, you know, how long certain players will be playing. But what are the top 4 teams that you would think keep your eye on these teams because they might have the most intriguing things happen during the summer league here in Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean obviously the top 3 picks are going to be among the most intriguing. The the team that I, I'm Interested to watch is the Indiana Pacers because they had a top 10 pick last year in Benedict Matherin. He's playing in the summer league. They had a top 10 pick this year in Jairus Walker. He's playing in the summer league. And then they've got Andrew Nimhard, who is probably a starter for the Pacers. He started 50-something games for them last season. He's in the summer league. Plus, they've got Isaiah Jackson, who was a bench player playing double-digit minutes for them last season. Like, they... They've got four guys in the summer league that are probably starters or in the top eight, at least, of their rotation that are here uh, in Vegas for the summer league. Plus, you know, they picked up Oscar Shibway, who was from Kentucky and was the player of the year a couple of seasons ago. And they've got a couple other draft picks in Isaiah Wong uh, from Miami. So the Pacers have a legitimate, like, hey, these guys are going to be playing in the NBA this season. So they're a team that... Once we get into the regular season, they probably are going to push for the playoffs. Definitely should push for the top 10 in terms of a play-in spot. Uh, but you'll get to see a handful of guys that will be on that actual team in the summer league. So the Pacers are probably an interesting team to watch in terms of if you want to see legitimate NBA players, potentially an entire starting five of guys, uh, go watch the Pacers play. Tyler Bischoff, Press Box, Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 on ESPN Las Vegas. Um Going with the Pacers, I agree with you, by the way, but going with, into that, because, I mean, I think in the West, we kind of know, maybe, I mean, if you want to put the Clippers in there, who are, like, the top five, six teams, you know, maybe. In the East, it seems way more wide open. Is there a team you think that we're not talking about besides, you know, even the Pacers or if Miami makes that trade or, you know, Boston picks up Prozingis? I mean, it seems so wide open. We don't know what the Sixers are doing. Who's another team in the East that you think after the summer league we might be looking at, I'm like, oh, man, they're a real legit you know, contender. I don't think there's going to be anybody that surprises it's going to be good enough to take out Milwaukee, Boston, Miami, and then maybe Philadelphia, depending on what happens with James Harden, and right. if they replace him with a, with a capable number two. I, I just I, If Giannis is healthy, I, I think Milwaukee is too good to lose to anybody outside of that top four 
Boston, we've seen them crumble in some playoff situations, but they should also be too good to lose to anybody outside that top four. Uh, you know, we've seen what Miami did this year. If they get Lillard, even if they don't, they should be a legitimate contender. And then whatever Philly is, I just, I don't think anybody else is. I mean, are the Knicks going to take the next step? Probably not. They don't have a star. Brunson and Randall are good, but they're not good enough to actually win the title. Is Atlanta going to be something with Trey Young? Like, it's just, I I don't think anybody else is going to be close to the top four and maybe even close to just the top two, right? I mean, if Philly doesn't replace James Harden, I, they're not going to be able to beat Miami or excuse me, Milwaukee or Boston. And then Miami went on a crazy run this year. If they don't get Lillard, yeah. it'll be good, but I don't think they'll go through Milwaukee and Boston again like they did this year. Uh, sorry if you mentioned it already, but what about Cleveland? Do you think Cleveland has any shot of like progressing because they have that one half a season kind of together? I, They have a really good group of starting five, right? And yeah. Donovan Mitchell conceivably is sort of the best player, but they got absolutely hammered by the Knicks in the playoffs. I like I was I was <laughs> genuinely stunned at how much they got crushed yeah. by the Knicks. And I don't, I don't know if maybe another year playing together changes that. I, I like what Cleveland was. I thought going into this year's playoffs, Cleveland was a potential surprise team, but that getting beat up by the Knicks that badly really makes me wonder how good they actually can be. So they, that would be a good, bet for it but i just i don't i don't know that they're going to be good enough or physical enough to actually go through two three four playoff series like you need to to win anything in the nba tyler final question and this is a big one it's monday july 17th right around 8 30 p.m what team is hoisting the nba summer league las vegas championship I wish I knew how much some of these guys were going to play. No, nope. you got to go with the Portland information you got. Like fun. Uh, Portland seems like fun. Charlotte maybe with Brandon. I'll, I'll go with the Pacers. If they Ooh. they probably won't sit any of their guys, and they've got enough of them. If they sit Benedict Matherin or Jairus Walker, I'll go with the Pacers. They've got probably the most overall NBA starter, NBA rotation players in the summer league. So give me the Indiana Pacers. I will say this. For any fans out there who are NBA fans, if you haven't been to a summer league game, it is great because A, it gets you out of the heat a little bit, and B, probably one of the more amazing things is you are walking around and all of a sudden, you know, you'll see, you know, who know Danny Ainge walking yeah. around, or you'll just see. Well, plus you're in Vegas; it could be movie stars, it could be anybody. Yeah, I see people all over the place. The people watching is a lot of fun. Yeah. So check that out. You might even see Tyler Bischoff from the hey. press box on ESPN. I mean, what are the odds of that, Tyler? Uh, not very high because I'm on vacation next week. <laughs> this thing goes till July 17th, so not very high for the first. Why week. you got to throw a blanket on it, man? Come on! Boy, why didn't I know he was on vacation? <laughs> Actually, I did know. All right, you know what I say? Go national! Go yeah, national! Yeah. Good stuff, Tyler. Uh, yes, thank you much, Tyler. Thank you for coming on. And hey, have fun on your vacation next week. I will. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. You got it. Take care. It is that time of year. People on vacation. You heard right before here, the Rich Eisen Show. (laughs) Vacation (laughs) filling. But here's the good news. We got a couple of good news things here. One, JT is back tomorrow. That's good news That's number very one. Very good news for the listeners. <laughs> and and for me too. I gotta be <laughs> I gotta be honest. But also, right now, 365-9200. Caller number three. Shall we go with caller number three? Caller number three. Now you have to be a Nevada resident. I'm just telling you that right now, trying to make her job easier. But 365-9200. Every week 
Lotus Broadcasting is giving away a different trip. Now, the great thing is, Greg, you can either take the trip or $3,000 in cash. Do you know what this week's trip is? I believe it is New York City. New York City. Four nights in New York City, a Broadway show, and $1,000 spending money. I must admit. That's awesome. I thought I'd hate going to New York City. Not an East Coast guy. Eh. I've been four times. I've enjoyed it every time. I was born there. I loved it. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's why you live here now. So 365-9200, caller number three, you're qualified to win four tickets to an Aviators game. You don't win it yet, but you're qualified. You get put in the hat, and you have a shot at winning the weekly grand prize trip. And if you don't want to go to New York City and somehow you win this thing, guess what? You just say, to heck with it. I'm taking the cash. $3,000. So take the trip or take the cash. Your choice. Caller number three, 365-9200. So pass inside from Parker to Gray. Off the glass, reverse. Good for Chelsea Gray. Assist Parker, and the Aces up by 22. TC Martin with the call. The Aces are on fire. They've only lost one game this year. That's the Connecticut Sun in Connecticut. And in fact, a lot of times, a lot of people thought, the, me included, that the last two games here on the homestand previous two, they played tonight, when they took on the Liberty and the Sun, two teams that are probably the best teams in the East, the Aces absolutely dismantled them. And we should have asked Tyler about that because uh, Tyler earlier today on the press box said, unless you know, unless their head's not in it, they, they could go the rest of the season without losing a game. I tend to agree. I've been to many Aces games. I love it. They show effort all the time. I'll take that over. I've been to a lot of NBA games where there's no effort, and that's the one thing I can't stand when I go to any sporting event. Give me effort. That's why when we open up the show talking about cornhole, guess what? <laughs> yeah. you give me effort? At least they I, give I'm you in. effort. That's yeah. right. That Frisbee golf, where they give you effort on that. But tonight, the Las Vegas Aces wrapping up the homestand as they host the Dallas Wings tip-off set for just after 7 o'clock. If you're at the Michelob Ultra Arena at Mandalay Bay and you have any idea what I look like, Come say hi, because I will be there having a good time. Then they go on the road. And, by the way, the All-Star Game is in Las Vegas. That, I believe, is on Saturday the 15th, uh, 5.30. So, good times. Four aces right now set to represent the West there. But we'll talk about baseball coming up at the top of the hour with Josh Towers, former Major League Baseball pitcher. But right now, with Greg Salerno here, who you can hear even more on the arena coming up at 2 over on ESPN Radio Las Vegas. Last week, one of your topics with Tyler was over under on what do you think the Raiders will do this year? And you took a betting number. I believe the thumb, they can be different at different houses. But uh, last we saw six and a half. Yeah, that's the one I've seen the most. And you were very optimistic, and you were saying you were going to put your money on the over on the Raiders, given that schedule. I just wanted to kind of uh, yeah. Can I just say that Doug, Doug was the judge and gave it to Tyler? By the way, this topic. So uh, did I? No faith, Doug Douglas over here. Well, I'm a Raiders fan, so I have hope. I I want them to <laughs> have 17 wins. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I've uh, spent many uh, many time in parking lots in uh, Northern California and here in uh, Southern Nevada, but I think, and we'll get into it more. So much will be – I think you're looking at the division, too, because let's say total six-and-a-half games, six of those games are within the AFC West, 
And from what I gleaned from last week's argument, you're not too high on some of the teams in the AFC no. West. It's hard. I mean, the well, Kansas City Chiefs. But the Raiders play them tough. Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly. The Raiders, sometimes they split. Even with, with, with Mahomes, they split with the Chiefs. Yeah. That's number one. So, I mean, they could they could pick up a game there. Then you got the Broncos. I don't understand the Broncos' hype at all. Okay? I know last year they were probably the worst team in the league. I mean, they were the probably worst the worst coach team. If it wasn't for, it was terrible. If it wasn't, maybe maybe the Texans, if Lovey Smith didn't do that thing at the end, that's kind of screw up. First of all, I don't blame any team. <laughs> that was funny, I like though. it. I like to see <laughs> that. Because he knew he was going to get fired. Yeah, so might as well yeah. win. He won't be here to but, enjoy the rewards. That said, the Broncos were the worst team probably in the NFL. I don't understand how – Picking up Sean Payton makes them all of a sudden they're going to sweep the Raiders. I mean, they could split that easily or win both those games. Then the Chargers, they're always the darlings coming into the season. Don't really do anything. I mean, you know, I'm not saying they're bad, but they could pick up a game there. Let's say that let's say that the the Raiders win two and a half, you know, let's say I'll give them two and a half over under in the division, right? Now you're confusing me. So they're going to win. So there's going to be a tie, is what you're saying. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, they could win two or three games. I got you. In their division. Okay, that, would, that means that they don't have to pick up three more games, four more games to get to seven. And now they're saying, okay, yeah, the toughest division, uh, schedule in the league. Nobody has any idea how tough the schedule is because they're last year's teams. In the NFL, any team can go from last to first, vice versa, at any given time. Maybe not the Chiefs because they have, you know, Mahomes. But, you know, a lot of these teams, we don't know if they're going to be great again. We don't know about the Jets yet. We don't know about the Giants. We don't know. I mean, all these teams are playing. The Lions look great down the stretch. We have no idea if they're going to be good again or if they're going to continue to be good or if it was a fluke. The Bears, we don't know. I mean, there's a lot of wins in there that we have no idea. The Raiders could win these games. I, I just You're telling me they can't win seven games out of a 17-game season? To me, it's just I, I feel like they, 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 they can't. Well, I'll say this because I know one of the things, and I agree with you 100% on this. If Jimmy G, right, you know, if his foot and that works out, just if he can play, let's say, 75% of the games in the regular season, that offense looks pretty scary. That's what I'm saying. Because you figure they really didn't have Waller much last no. year. No, and they have a guy now who's a, a big <laughs> post-up kind of guy who I think is going to be a really good player, and Michael Meyer. And then they picked up, uh, I mean, and they already had Devontae Adams from the U season before. He's probably the, the best route runner in the entire yeah. NFL. I mean, you got uh, the leading rusher in the league, and Jacobs, who hasn't signed back right, right. yet, but he'll That's be there. Probably. I think that'll happens all the time. It'll happen. So I mean, yeah, I mean, even I think if I was saying seven, even if he's not healthy, I'm saying you know they'll pick up enough games with him playing half a season to win seven games. But if he if Jimmy's healthy the whole season, I mean, I'm looking at nine, you know, nine and a half, not six and a half. I, I just to me they're way underselling. Again, now I'm not saying Super Bowl champions undefeated winning 15 games, but you know, seven games? Are you serious? I, I definitely think they're going to win seven games. It's so tough because, as you said, teams, I mean, injuries play so much a part for every right. team. All of a sudden, you know, key players go down. So you never know. But I think the first four games, and you could probably say that about almost any team, but you're sure. looking at the first four games. If they come out of those first four games two and two, I think they'll sail over six and a half because yeah. you've got at Denver. Now that's you know, to me that's a winnable game. I feel like at they win Buffalo, that game. 
I'm not sure what's going on in Buffalo, to be honest with you, with all the things. Well, They've had so many disappointments. That's another thing. And I'd almost rather catch Buffalo early in the season I would too. before weather becomes more of an issue. Well, that and down the stretch last year, let's be honest, Josh Allen wasn't fantastic. He had, he died to Dak Prescott, who had a broken hand for the most interceptions in the league last year. So I, I understand Josh Allen is a really good player. But down the stretch, it was not that, you know, it wasn't the Bills team we thought it was going to be down the stretch. So it's not like it's an, an unwinnable game. And I mean, the Steelers? Who knows? I know. You, know, That's, I mean, you can't tell me they, they can't beat the Steelers at home? I mean, sure they could. They can go to San Diego, beat the Chargers. I mean, well, not San Diego. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I lived there at the time when they were there. My bad. There you go. The old Murph. But, uh, well, well, I will say this whether it's San Diego or L.A., yeah. But they could win that's that not game. a big home field advantage for no, the not Chargers. At all. There's going to be 70% Raiders fans. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know, man. I just I see a lot of maybe wins in here, way too many maybe wins to, to tell me they're not going to win seven games. No, I, I think it'll be, A, I can, I can hardly wait. I mean, I, you know, I love, there's a lot of sports I love. But when it all comes down to it, I mean, come on, the NFL. Oh, NFL's and, and You know what's so funny about that? And that's where I think the genius of the NBA. The NBA has taken a page out of the NFL's playbook because when you think of it, I mean, right now is probably these these last week or so, these are probably the most down times for the NFL sure. of the year because you look at everything else, schedule release, draft picks, the lead up to the draft, everything. Mm-hmm. That is almost, I mean, 11 11 and a half months mm-hmm. is almost there. And that's where all of a sudden the NBA with all of these summer leagues, because they used to have one in Orlando. Now it's basically Las Vegas. Right. They have a tiny one, as uh, Tyler alluded to last time, in Salt Lake and a tiny one in California. But this is the meat and potatoes. And the NBA with their free agency and their draft, that's where we were talking last time that we uh, co-hosted uh, or filled in for JT. That's where baseball misses out. Baseball... Yeah. It's it's not twelve months a year. That's where hockey. Now, if you're a big hockey fan, I am a big hockey fan. You know, it, it is. But the draft, they're drafting somebody that you may not see for seventeen years. I swear, they they drafted right. some twelve year old out of, you know, Bolivia. Who knows what's going on? So I think it's uh, very smart what they have done. And I and I'm going to say this too. NBA and NFL. Well, no, I agree. And and just back to the Raiders for a moment. Um, defense. People last year talking about how the defense had a down year, and there were certain players on the team that had a bad down year. You don't know what guys are playing with. You know, a lot of guys. Chandler Jones could have had an injury we don't know about. The you know for half the season, uh, the other guys may have uh, not meshed well. Whatever. Who knows? The defense could pick it up too. I mean, everybody's so certain they know what's going to happen, but we don't know. I'll tell you what. We're going to dive into baseball with a former major league pitcher, Josh Towers, coming up straight up one o'clock. And then we'll get into more Raiders with Eddie Pascal as upon further review. That's how we'll finish out the show. And don't forget, Q's on multiple networks all the time. JT The Brick Show here on Raider Nation Radio 920.